Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's uh, interview with a very special person, Sandra Mendelssohn. Uh, welcome to you, to this uh, hour that we are going to talk about you and what you're doing. So uh, please tell us who you are. <laughs> when I figure that out, I think I'll be happy to share it. Um, okay. What I do uh, is I am a channel of animal consciousness and an animal communicator. And I experienced them very differently. You know, about 12 years ago, I started hearing messages. It started with horses, of course. And these messages were for everyone. And, and some of them were really from horse consciousness that is very evolved. Um and so that's that was the channeling part that came first. And by the time 53 species came through, I thought maybe I had a book. And then the books evolved from that. The animal communication part kind of happened alongside of it. The way I experienced that, and we are all capable of doing this, and so many of us are waking up to our abilities right now. Uh, it's a large part of what I get involved with. Um, Animal communication is using our six sensory abilities, not just our five senses, to receive information and communicate it. Um, as you probably know, animal communication is used to uh, solve problems in an animal's behavior or health and create deeper bonds of understanding. Uh, also to have closure with animals that have left form and really, really create um, create deeply connected humans with horses, other beings. That's that's kind of what I do. Yeah, it's uh, it is very interesting. And um, the, how how do you work? Do you work for people? Do you get out and talk with the horses, or or how do you do it? I'm glad you asked. <laughs> it's never boring. I get the opportunity to uh, when I'm doing animal communication. I typically do it remotely because I really, you know, I'm, I'm in order to do this work really well, you have to be very sensitive and I want to keep the transmission as pure as possible. So I just uh, tune in to the animal. Um, but first I have, I talk extensively with the human because their bond is what I honor more than anything. That's the most important thing. Their connection, their contract, if you will, with their horse. Um, and then I tune in to the animal and then I share everything via transcript and stuff like that. I also do in-person presentations. I create videos. Um, you know, it kind of evolves over time based on you know, the animals give so much information, the horses. I mean, I could write books just of what I have in front of me over the last, you know, 11, 12 years that I haven't already put in my books. Um, so the animals give me the tools to help answer human needs. So that's the, you know, some people want to learn how to tap into their own gifts. Other people want me to connect with their pets out of form. Um, and it goes on from there. I, I often think that if you are co communicating with an animal, maybe you will hear something that you don't want to hear. Uh, as an owner, if you have a horse, maybe the horse thinks like she is just. Mm -mm. <laughs> you know, I'm so glad you brought that up 
because um, in all the years I've been doing this, even when the whole session and the reason for an animal's weird behavior was about the human, their issues, their pain, their their mental conversations, not once, and I mean not once, has a horse or any other animal said something that made the human want to run away, collapse, or hang up the phone on me. They have the horses. I'm just going to focus on horses for obvious. Yes, yes. Right. Um, they are. They are more than any other species on the planet. And I've spoken with over a hundred species already. They are the number one agents of transformation for humans. They are partnered with us in our awakening. And you learn different things from different species, but. Horses. I had a horse say it so beautifully. He said, "We don't show our humans more than they are than they can handle, and they can't learn faster than when they're what they're capable of." So sometimes we appear simple, but that's only in front of the humans. So, you know, people. I have had people with very evolved horses, horses that have shared just breathtaking insights and awareness into the human condition, our ascension, you know, how we are rising now and all the symptoms and the that we're dealing with. And then I have horses that really are sharing with their humans the here and the now. You know, each soul is at its own level of development. That is a cardinal rule. So you're not going to get two horses that are the same. At a Giffen barn, I've had horses that sounded like prophets and other horses saying, you know, yes, we learn a lot from the, from honeybee and Jono, these two horses, but this is where I am. And they, and they have no problem with that. They accept where they are. So, I mean, I could keep talking about how much horses have shared and all the different faces of it, but they are, as I know other speakers have uh, validated, they are not our mirrors. They are, beings of cause and effect so they are constantly responding to what we think and what we feel and how we behave they are not our mirrors oh that's not good for me to hear i always said your horse is your mirror <laughs> well this is what they've told me but it's not really put it this way think about you know your horse is your mirror well if your horse is responding to you and you don't like what you see then your horse you can say acts as a mirror because you're looking at you in the behavior of the horse. So you're seeing something you don't like. They do this with work with um, uh, prisoners that are uh, doing equine work so that they have a skill when they leave prison. And better than any therapist, the horse will just walk away if, and, and the people start to realize this, if there is anger, if there is resentment, if there is um resistance going on inside the person so they are responding if if it feels like a mirror then it is so you're not wrong it's again we don't want to get too caught up in the words so forgive me for that no. animals <laughs> animals don't they don't get caught in these words these labels and i certainly don't want to share their words as they come through to me to create constrictions or boundaries here you know i want to use the words from the horses to support what people are feeling and sensing and knowing um, on their own. 
Can can they tell you maybe if they have a pain somewhere or or something like that? Absolutely. Um, you know, horses can be very stoic. You know that, and yeah. and it is different by horse. So there, that's why I always have the person first ask permission before I tune in. For example, you know, is it all right if my friend Sandra tunes into you? Please share anything about how you're feeling physically, you know, for your greatest or or emotionally for your greatest happiness, you know, or or anything you want me to know. And then I ask the person to report back to me exactly the response they see, even if it seems like nothing. Only once in a decade of doing this has an only one animal, it was a horse, not wanted to talk. Um, not want because he was going to leave the earth plane and did four months later. And he didn't want to upset or worry his people about stuff they couldn't fix in his body. So Ooh, it's pretty I interesting. Got goosebumps. <laughs> That's why you got goosebumps. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, because often we, yeah, as you said, horses are a, a little, they, they keep their pain back and, and so on. And sometimes you can't tell that that there's something wrong, but you can just feel it in the horse when you're going to ride and so on. And so well, on. that's why, that's probably one of the reasons why um, I got involved, over, oh my goodness, way over 10 years ago with um light therapy and i don't want to go too into that if anybody wants uh, to know more i can talk about photopuncture for example which is acupuncture but using a light torch yeah. so anybody can do it and i mean and hydrosis you know problems that your horse has when you see what you are able to turn around and fix it's mind-blowing and it really bonds you with your horse and there's certain points that are just you know, health and balance, really good for the horse's health. So it keeps you really in tune with them. And you don't have to beat your head like, uh oh, could they be uncomfortable? You will see how they respond, you know, yawning, licking, chewing. Um, you don't have to wait till they become lame uh, to rebound. No, that's right. Keep the health on the horse. Yeah. But, um, have you yeah i i was talking about this uh, when when you uh, communicate with the horse uh, if they say something about the owner but maybe you have sometimes felt that there's there's something that's not right i'm thinking about we have we have a lot of talk about these horses nowadays who are competing and we use a lot of not so good ways to get there. Uh, mm. There's a lot that horses accept. Mm. And that is something that all animals in captivity have dealt with for a very, very long time. Okay. Um, so it, I really want to focus on the, the one person at a time, one human horse partnership at a time. Yeah. Because when we pull back and we look at everything that we have come to understand is out of alignment, causes pain, is controlling, goes against the very nature of a horse. Uh, humans can get so overwhelmed with grief, and that is definitely not how we create change. 
So when we learn, you know, for ourselves, some at liberty work, really, I have to tell you something. Um, so very many horses have told me that creating the partnership doesn't mean humans have to be different. It's not letting stuff get in the way, you know, and things will evolve on their own. And to spend time with your horse, like horses spend time with each other. So it's four different ways. It's time together doing something. Time together doing nothing. Time together in communication. And time together in silence. So, you know, bonding with your horse is that ground up approach is how do you, how are you, how do you be with them? Mm. You know, are you really looking at what makes them happy where they have issues? I've had many horses tell me, treat us like furniture. We'll show you only wood. And a horse named Albert said, you know, most horses only show you their vanilla exterior when tutti frutti lies beneath our sense of humor, problem solving ability, compassion. And yes, that intelligence you prize so highly, you will only see the full extent of it once you see us differently first. Until then, you will see through the slats a partial image of our souls. And that one blew me out of the water. He did not want to talk for three months. And when he talked, that's one of the first things I heard. So, you know, the kinds of partnerships we want come from us uh, breaking away from what we taught or what we thought was, was right. Mm-hmm. And starting with, you know, I'm not the first person to say this. I think it's um really powerful. You know, one person I always say is an opinion and two or more people is a company. <laughs> so there are many women in particular, but many horse people that are waking up mm. to this way of being that comes from equality and harmony, uh, respect and love. Yeah. Open your heart. Hmm. Yeah, that's that's good to hear, and I'm I'm so happy that is it's spread, as you said. M- many people are waking up today, and uh, me included. I have been through all this since childhood. You know, one way to treat a horse, and today I see it very different. So um, uh, that is why I ask you just this. To, to communicate with a horse, maybe it, it could be things that you don't want to hear or, or is a horse that they just think, okay, she's a human, so uh, I accept it. Or <laughs> Well, it's funny. It, you know, again, back to that principle of, uh, I was looking for my phone. I was going to read, there it is. Thing that I posted yesterday. And this is a one, this is, um, something a horse had to say to a woman who could handle it. <laughs> Remember how much they know what you're thinking. So they're not going to blow you over. So you're riddled with tears. And I have to disagree. If you hear from an animal communicator and you are utterly leveled by what they say, my gut feeling says that was human interpretation mm-hmm. and not what the horse intended. They don't function that way. I mean, if we learn nothing else, all these things, here's a good example that we think are sassy behavior and horses being mouthy and getting too many treats. Well, if you have heard this before, I'm going to repeat it. 
Horses are energy beings always working to unlock energy. So they nip at constrictions in your energy field. It's up to us to make sure we don't get nipped because they're so strong. They remove our hats to unblock our crown chakra. They unzip our jackets to open our heart chakra. They take our belts off to, to release our second chakra. And they turn their butts towards us to work on our root chakra. So, you know, they are, they're constantly showing us and we think it's misbehavior. Be compassionate with yourself. You know, we're all on this learning curve. But I just want to read something because, you know, you said, what happens if, you know, you hear something from, from your horse and it's, it's painful and you don't want to hear it? Well, let me just read this one. And it's not painful so much as it is enlightening. And the woman's response was, yep. This is what, where is she? Here we go. So she couldn't understand why her horses wouldn't cooperate. And of course, I changed the names. Horse named Drake. So this is his message for her. It's pretty surprising. I see her and her potential is extraordinary, but she makes too many excuses for her old behaviors that have no place here and now. And if she wants to fulfill her vision with us, she must stop her escapades. And that means drinking, going drinking at night. They dim her light and her power and she refuses to admit it. I hear her good thoughts and I hear the powerful words she speaks and I'm determined to get through to her no matter what it takes. Some people need a kick in the ass. Don't tempt me. I'm just kidding, he said. But I've been trying desperately to get her attention, and the only way is to act out. You must tell her because she isn't associating my behavior with my message. So that's an example of how a horse can come through without devastating us, right? But getting his point across. I wanted to read that one because she made the changes and there was an immediate change in his and the other horse's behavior. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it, it's not meant to hurt. You know, what they yeah. say is with love. And they usually say, I think in my experience, they've always said it in a way that the human could embrace it. You know, we tend to be hard on ourselves. The horses know that too. We need to be compassionate if we want to change a behavior that's been ingrained in us and in humanity since the dawn of time. Yeah, we have a lot of things going on up here. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's fantastic words from a horse, I think. <laughs> uh, I I have never had that ability to to talking to the horses, but you you feel the energy in a horse when you are close to them. Uh, of course, uh, I have felt many horses uh, were sad, and I've examined them and and find that this is the the thing that there's wrong. So maybe they speak in another way uh, with yeah. energy. I'm so glad you mentioned that because, you know, we are a, an oral, oral and oral culture, uh, meaning humans. And so we tend to put words here and we know how powerful words are for good or for evil or damage. Yes. But the fact is, as long as if your gifts are clairvoyance, 
or clairsentience where you feel it or claircognizance where you have that knowing, uh, for example. Um, and if you walk around expecting to hear a horse, then you're going to feel like you can't do it because they're not, you don't hear them talking. Oh. Clair audience is only one of eight clair abilities that we have. And the idea is to find out what yours are and trust them. No one person gets it at 100% across the board with every clair. You know, we all have our strengths. I may not feel things that you will feel. Um, I will see an image, but other people may get more, you know. I, I, this is, I, I, I really want to take the pressure off of people because if you compare yourself or if you have the expectation that it's going to be like Dr. Doolittle, um, you'll be <laughs> shutting yourself out. It's hard. We compare as humans and we can't compare. This awakening journey is so unique. Um, <laughs> you know, I think about it. I know people that talk to their guides and know them by name, or they talk with light beings and Mary Magdalene and Kathumi. And, you know, I don't have those abilities. So that's why it's so good to share your toys. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So you also do more than horses. Uh, and uh, is it the same pictures you get in your head or is it another way that other animals are communicating or is it the same way um my i guess my way and it took me a long time to figure it out where um i'll just have my eyes closed and an animal will appear behind my eyes and then i have to grab a pen or else there's only so much i'll remember if i hear words the pen for me is a tool uh, not only for it to all come out, uh, and the animals are very patient. They will wait if you write slowly, um, but to look back, and, and I really want to share this with people. If you are, if you get in the habit of writing down what you feel, see, sense, know, hear, you know, without your senses, just while you're around horses, it may not feel like much at the time, but if you go back the next day or a week later and you look at those words, Trust me, you will know it's not just you. And you will be kind of amazed because, again, at the time, it may be your own voice that you hear in your head or things that you feel. And we humans negate what we get sometimes as soon as it comes in. Oh, I made that up. Oh, I only mm -hmm. thought I saw that in the cloud. Yeah. You know, oh, I thought that that was me. That wasn't the horse. Doubt, as my dog used to say, is like a sword between us and them. So, you know, for me, it's it's that clairaudient thing um, and, and a little clairvoyance. And um, so, you know, the animals all, again, that's another thing to share. I went through a period of years where I would just get into bed at night and I never knew who was going to show up. And it was magical. I mean, gorillas and pythons and anacondas and bears and wolves and you name it. So at the time, I really wanted to work more with clients so that I could help people with what really affected them. I mean, it's really all well and good to hear what a gorilla has to say about relationships. But if you miss your your cat, right, you get it. And so so now I've been doing a lot of that. And now I'm like, well, where's the anaconda? So, you know, you, you just have to accept you don't get everything all at once. And uh, 
and just be open to your abilities uh, continuing to open up because we're, especially if you find yourself becoming so much more sensitive. And I could talk, mm -hmm. I'm doing a project now, really a force-based project and there's so much. But to really connect with them is to understand yourself as an energy being. And that, that could be another show. <laughs> um, but yeah. how you feel from place to place. I mean, I watched a movie the other night and I had to stop it in the middle and it kept me awake for hours. I can't watch certain things. Mm -hmm. uh, my, you know, this, this was a famous person doing IV drugs and a bad time and abuse and going blind. And, and I said, you know what? This is what people have to be aware of. Pay more attention to how you feel. Mm -hmm. You know, you can work with, or they'll pull up a message card and, and, and choose it by feeling energy in your hands, responding to one card and not to another. So there's a lot of ways that enable a, an even deeper connection with our horses by recognizing ourselves as energy beings, just as they are. Yeah, we are all energy. People, horses, uh, every, every, everything on the earth, uh, actually. And that's a, that's a strange thought. <laughs> yeah, right? Your computer, your car. Yeah. Uh, you know, when, so just treat everything with love and kindness, and that's good. <laughs> <laughs> love your car. You we know. can try. <laughs> yeah, love the bathroom, toilet brush, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. do you... You work, uh, do you get, drive out to people or can you uh, sit on a Zoom meeting or, or how do you work when you are having your... Uh, when I work with a client, you mean? Yes, yes. Okay, well, um, again, because I'm very sensitive and I want to keep the uh, connection with the animal really pure. Um, I, I don't want to pick up the human's doubts and worries. So, so before I, I work with an animal, and I do it all remotely, I was trained that way, because we are all connected, even if we only know it in our heads. Yeah. But first, the most important thing is to spend at least a half an hour letting the human talk about their concerns, their worries. Tell me the history, anything, you know, what's going on in your house, anything that is important and relevant to you and your relationship with your horse. And then go and ask, um, forgive me if I already said this, go and ask the uh, horse's permission. Is it all right if my friend Sandra tunes into you? Please feel free to tell her anything you want me to know for your health and your happiness. And then, however they respond, um, report back. Because the channel opens wide. Once that horse knows you are fully on board, they don't have to hold back. They don't have to protect you. Uh, and, and some of them feel that they do. Um, so once, uh, I, I always find that it, it has created such ease. And I get so much detail. And very often what people don't realize is what's important to us isn't necessarily important to the horse. No. So they may give me a whole mess of questions and the horses may answer some, and then they may just go off into really what matters to them. 
So being open to that is really important. You know, we can only see through a human lens. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. But let me uh, tell you something. It's yeah. Being willing to hear your horse, that in and of itself um, creates an entirely different relationship than most people have with their horse. Yeah, I, I have met a lot of people who are, uh, oh, I can't connect to my horse and I do everything. I, he has a clean stable and, and the saddle is fitting good and I do everything for him, but I don't know what to do. <laughs> so, they, and it's not it's not their fault. It's what no? they were trained to believe the horse wants. It's like somebody that goes and gets their dog's nails painted or dyes their hair or makes, you know, where it puts them in all these fancy costumes. Do you really think that that's what the dog cares about? No. no. <laughs> that's a human thing. Yeah. So, um, you know, we have to be patient with people that just are have not been untrained. Um, you know, there are increasing numbers of amazing humans that are working with horses in all kinds of various therapeutic, atypical therapeutic. Yeah. I mean, the greatest thing I was exposed to was um, standing a, a, a man named Bruce Anderson. Yeah, she's out of South Carolina. It does amazing work with horses and he calls it natural humanship. There's a reason. Yeah. yeah. So he had me close my eyes. And I'm standing on this hill and his herd is all around me in between you know, little trees. So it was very intimate. And he had me think about childhood or my parents. He said, now open your eyes and pick a horse you want to work with. Then I opened my eyes and there was not one horse there because those horses responded to what I was thinking. And I, I don't have a traumatic path, but they're so sensitive hmm. that they could feel attention, you know, and this is a lot of Bruce's work, learning how much your horse picks up on. And then, of course, working with them with their fears. You know, I need to be with the herd. I need. Mm-hmm. So I'm really inspired by the the variety of uh, people that uh, that programs that people have created to work with horses in a really deep uh, and respectful way. It's, it's magical to see. Yeah. What, what get people to contact you mostly? Um, I can be reached on my website and that's always an easy way, uh, which is S Mendelssohn, M E N D E L S O N dot com. And (laughs) My boyfriend left the coffee pot on, and it is burning so bad right now. I'm starting to oh. <laughs> uh, Forgive me. I just had to let everybody know why. I'm all sudden is she acting bizarre because I've got to get up and get it off the stove. Anyway, moving back to reality. So smendelson.com. You can um, <laughs> you can also read my posts on Facebook. So sandra.l.mendelson is my Facebook page, or we walk beside you. Um. That is the name of the two two book series that I have channeled from the animals. Book uh, one and two are both out. And those are on my website as well. Um, yeah, I think those are pretty basic ways to get in touch with me. Yeah, there he is. <laughs> Welcome to humanity. 
smell of burnt coffee in the morning. <laughs> better than napalm. <laughs> anyway, so yes, um, I am I am quite reachable, and um, you know my client base is all over the world, and it's really exciting to be in contact with horse people in New Zealand and Sweden and mm -hmm. South Africa, Australia. You know, all these people waking up to this exquisite animal that is in their life and all the things they are learning. It's challenging, but really, I mean, I don't need to tell all of you. Very rewarding. Yeah, it's fantastic. I think it's fantastic that you can reach them. You you don't have to be in the same room because uh, we, we normal human <laughs> think that we have to stand beside the horse and we have to be in that vibration. But But you can reach people all over the world. It's fantastic. Well, you know, when you're trained in animal communication, I mean, the way I was trained is, you know, first it was face to face, then it was a picture, yes. and then it was just, okay, tune in, tune into this animal, and what do you get? And, you know, it, it doesn't mean you're going to get all the right answers, but practicing, trusting that the intuitive skills, again, this is probably one of the largest parts of our awakening right now. We are learning skills that have always been there and we've never been taught about them or how to use them. We are learning another language. We are entering the realm of the subtle and horses are masters of that. So more than anything, we we have to be really patient with ourselves. Yeah. You know, seeing your horse as your partner. You know, I've had horses say, I love to hear stories, you know, share what you love. Uh, and, uh, and in this case, the woman, it was an apple or a beer, you know, bring your friends here and also spend really all important time with us just quietly, mm -hmm. um, you know, see them as your partner. Yeah. Or then what they can do in a ring. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. Uh... I have I have a friend also uh, from Denmark who do these things and I'm always thinking oh wow it's fantastic I have never tried it myself because I I'm I'm a little bit afraid of what what I will see or what I will feel but well, uh, let me ask you something have you ridden bareback even just walking oh, yeah. around oh yeah oh Thank yeah goodness. oh yeah so many, many horses are still begging for that they're saying look we're not looking for gymnastics we're looking for connection mm -hmm. and there's a lot of people i i know that still won't even and it's okay just understand they want to feel you they want to connect with you without all the tack just walk around in a circle where you feel safe so you right it's little things that a lot of people haven't even considered you know kind of like their cat stays inside all the time and then you finally in a safe environment you know, start letting the cat sit out front with you, they're thrilled. And you have to ask, why did we always keep our cats inside? Because that's how it was always done in my society. Right? Mm -hmm. There's a lot of things we have to question now just because we were told. And that's, again, being gentle with yourself as you discover these things, right down to how you feed them. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. Yeah. It has been so good to to talk with you. You have you have great energy yourself. Um, is there anything else you wanted to 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 tell people out there if they have a problem with their horse or or animal? 
Well, you know, the most important thing is to go inside, is to start with you, because we are really trained to look outside of ourselves and go to this expert or that expert. And what the horses have shared is, you know, the hands-on approach. That's why so many, I'd say 75% of my horse clients went on to buy um, after our session when they found out, oh, my horse is really hurting or having breathing issues or or a little anxious, buying a light torch and doing what's called photopuncture. You simply follow the points on the chart and you can address everything from emotional things. It's basically acupuncture with light instead of needles. It bonds you. You know, the horses are like, try, you try. Instead of bringing in this specialist and that specialist without thinking. Hmm. The bonding is so deep when you try these things can't hurt the horse. And when you see them yawn and lick and chew and, uh, you know, they were down on Tuesday and they're up and walking around on Wednesday and you're like, my goodness, I did this. I did this for my horse. Mm -hmm. So start with you. And yes, I'm always, I'm always here. There are always people that do this for a living to help you understand your horse more um, or get closure if they've left form. But always start with you first. I can't impress upon that, that upon you enough. That's what we're here for. We're all here waking up. Yeah, that's right. That's a long way, but it's it's the travel, not the destination. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So thank you so much for coming today. It has been a pleasure to meeting you and hear about your special gifts uh, as I call it because it is special <laughs> and oh, you know yeah thank you because it, it again it it's like one hand clapping or you know a tree falling in the woods it's so wonderful to have information but it's a thousand times more wonderful to share it and have it support other what other people are getting on their own and giving them confidence hmm. to trust their inner wisdom you know, so it takes somebody to listen, not just right. somebody. <laughs> so That's thank right. Thank you for everybody that listens. Yeah, thanks so much to you for coming here today. Uh, and thanks to all of you who had listened. And uh, I hope you will subscribe because uh, there are special persons every week. And as I say, thank you so much for coming today. It has been a pleasure. Thank you for having me. So, bye-bye. Bye. -bye. <laughs> bye.